You're listening to Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast. That's it. Just the podcast. <laughs> no number. I'm so not used to that. It just is. It's like consciousness. It just is. It just is. There is no sequence. There is no number. We're going to talk today about the second most requested when you guys email either from the webpage or thomas at subconsciousmindmastery.com. Those all get read and a lot of them get answered either by audio or we just uh, jump on here and do a podcast about it. And that was kind of where we were with this because I'd seen the same type of question several times. So I thought we would just jump into it. Everybody wants to know about money. A lot of people want to know about relationships. That's right. So this is a talk about relationships. All right. So the spawning of this question was basically somebody that said that they were in a relationship, felt that she was not committed, would show up and then not be around for a while and then show back up and not be around for a while. And that finally it was enough was enough. Mm -hmm. But yet you get emotionally invested. You love this person as a soul. And when it's time to move on, that separation process can be a little difficult. It can. So we're going to talk about that from our perspective, which obviously includes things like the soul perspective. <laughs> and we're on a journey. And these things are all part of that journey. So let's dive into this. And I wanted to get Majana's input on this specifically because we can give you both sides, give you the guy's perspective and give you her perspective. Now, mine has shifted some over the years because I was very much in that stuck kind of mentality. I did everything. My paradigm was supposed to, obli obligatory, out of obligation. So I would stay in a relationship because I was supposed to, because it was pleasing to mom and dad or or I had committed to a marriage in church that was irretractable. So that was my paradigm. So I kept that paradigm for a long, long time and then finally released it. And I'm not, you know, re so releasing that paradigm is not releasing commitment. It's releasing stuckness. It's releasing have to. It's releasing doing things that, don't that I know are not serving my soul's journey and just releasing things that happen as part of the soul's journey. So like, I think everybody who's listened to any of this in extent knows that I really did a lot of Christian spiritual stuff to prevent my second divorce. And it just kept getting farther and farther away. At first I resented that. As I accepted it and got along with it, I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't get out of that thing. And am I a lot better off today? Oh, my gosh. You know, I mean, look at where my life is over the last 10 years. Would I trade that for anything? Absolutely not. But I had to let that go as part of the journey and let that be okay. Not beat myself up for it. Remember the paradigm I grew up in, you're not supposed to get divorced once. I got divorced twice, family pushed away, totally got 
excommunicated from my family. And I had to be okay that that's my journey. And I had to go through that. And the loving acceptance that I've really come to learn, especially, I mean, it just keeps building and building. This lesson just keeps getting stronger and stronger. Is when stuff happens, it's all part of the journey. Right. There is no wrong answer. Oh, my gosh. And the quicker you can get there, a lot of healing is in that little phrase right there. Mm-hmm. Hit rewind and listen again <laughs> because there is a lot of healing in that. If you have been through um, difficult times, you guys know that I've gotten into astrology pretty uh, aggressively. I'm just so fascinated by it. And it just shows like every time I turn around and learn something new about my chart, what I teed up in this life was so much challenge to go through. I mean, it's just around every corner. So that was my journey. That was what I agreed to do and what I came into. So, you know, I've gotten to now where I just accept that. And if I get whacked upside the head again, it'll be okay. You know, I know how to get through this stuff. I'm a scorpion. I don't die. Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so that's my perspective. When you look at it as this is soul journey, soul growth, it just puts it in a whole different light. Now, specifically, how do you view that? relationship being in the soul journey perspective it absolutely is and i think if you can distance yourself that way kind of try to take a global view of it that you are here to accomplish certain things and people come into your life for a variety of reasons and for a variety of periods of time there are people that you know you have an instant connection with thomas and i have that connection And the universe is brilliant at putting things up for us to work through. But you always have a choice of, do I want to work through this or do I want to walk away? And that's in any relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Do I, am I really cut out for this? You know, am I willing to stretch to do what I need to do to grow in this particular situation? Yeah. And I think it's important that there is mutual growth. Because you don't want it to be a martyr. And I also want, let's just be real clear that this is outside of abuse, right? If, it, if there's an abusive situation, then you can't allow that. You need out. But presuming all other things are normal, one person can outgrow the other person. Or, you know, you come together for a reason and you fulfill that purpose and it's time to move on. And usually you have a very clear feeling for that. I think the problem comes in if you don't both have that feeling at the same time or how, even if you do, if you know your period is over together, but at least you're comfortable because you know what you have and what you have is always more comfortable than the unknown. So it's trusting in yourself. And like Thomas said, it is all about the journey and you will be okay. If you can hold that and, and move through it, I think that's very helpful. I was telling Majana the other day about a friend of mine who met his wife in, they must have met in junior high school, Uh fell madly in love. They married early. They've been together forever. They had one son. They worked together in a business for a long, long, long time together. I mean, they are still tight. 
they are now retired. Wow. I know. That's the story everybody wants. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. They were so close. I mean, they just everything was they were so enmeshed. And then you look at, you know, like my story, which is random pablum over here. (laughs) You know, we do have different paths. You know, there could be some people like that that have had all of their our tough lessons previously, and they came back in this life just for a little R&R. They're together, and they're celebrating, and they're loving it and relaxing, and they're growing that way. Okay, so let's help our listener friend out. If it's time to end a relationship, how do you do it consciously and in namaste? So I, you know, I think if you look at it, again, pull out of the hurt. If there, if it's If there's pain involved right now and you're wanting to end because of a painful moment, let that pass. And then honor yourself and honor your partner by looking back. I mean, really, y'all stayed together for a reason. And think about those really great times. And talk about those. Celebrate those. Hey, you know, this is no longer serving us. This relationship is no longer serving us. But thank you for the times that we had. I love you and I cherish you for that. We helped each other. It was mutually beneficial. And and you can reminisce some of those great times. And that served its purpose. So now I can thank you for that and let you go. Because we both have something new and, and new lessons and new adventures waiting for us. We don't know what those are. And that unknowing can be a little frightening. But just trust that it is going to be something great. And hey, we're still friends, right? So we can talk. And if I'm stuck, will you be there for me? I'll be there for you. But keep those boundaries. We can, you know, we can talk and support each other. But we're moving on. What I'm hearing in there is honoring yourself and the other. Absolutely. Emotions often come into play. Yeah, that's hard. (laughs) Human. And we dig our own heels in and we have the conflict that obviously is triggering the conversation or the reason that we want to split up. So some ideas, you're pretty good at this. How do you set those emotions aside? How do you deal or work through those emotions so that you can get to the place that you described? I know when I went through my first divorce, (laughs) her attorney told my attorney, Boy, those two just really don't like each other, do they? (laughs) (laughs) Which is normally, yeah, that's often true. And we didn't. I mean, we were from the very beginning, really kind of an oil and water type thing, you know, where, and and that that just played on out. Why did we stay together? Because I was supposed to. Right. You know, so it was when that finally blew, it blew big, Mm -hmm. you know, and there wasn't any gathering any emotions on either side. That's hard. Well, okay, so where do emotions often come from? It's from guilt and blame. It's from low energy. Um, In these cases, right, those negative emotions are coming from low energy. But if you can just look at it and say, you know what, Why why does somebody have to be wrong? Why does there have to be blame? You both gained. You both benefited. You both learned something from this. So just focus on those points. Am I a better person now than I was when I met you? If I am, you helped me become that better person. So you helped me with my growth. I hope I helped you with your growth. 
So let's celebrate that. It's sad after the time that we spent together. It's very sad that it's no longer working for us. But I honor you enough and I honor myself enough to let that go. And so we can move on for further growth. You know what's cool? Majana and I are putting a program together that we'll be announcing fairly soon that has as a component in it how to have these kinds of conversations right. with respect. And if you use that model, if you incorporate that model into your relationship before the end, then it becomes really easy because the model itself takes care of a lot of the stuckness that might be otherwise attributed to emotions. Yes. And let me say, I don't want to sound Pollyanna because emotions can be char- can be very charged and difficult. And no matter, even if you can get yours under control and you can get to that place of true gratitude for the lessons that person brought to you and, and you can leave, if you're at a spot of a place of namaste, but that person's not, that can be a challenge. And truly sometimes the only conversation is, and this was a conversation I had with, with my ex-husband is, you know what? This is no longer about you, nor is it about me. It's about this child. So what you want really does no longer matter to me. What I want takes backseat. What we will do together, I will always do what's in the best interest of my child. So again, it's just, it's taking yourself out of that picture. It's it's don't make a blame. Don't make it about you. You don't have to be right. Put somebody else first. And if you can focus on that and use that as a guiding light, I think it's a whole lot easier. Okay. One other thing to cover here. How do you know when you've found that soul connection? Hmm, how do you know? <laughs> you know, with every fiber in your being. So people that are, you know, that have all the dating apps and are doing the deal, right, that are in the single world today, right. which is a high-tech dating world now. Yes. Which means there are a lot of people coming and going. Right. You know, back in my time, it was, you might have a few relationships, quote unquote. Now we go hang out, whatever that is, you know. Right. And, you know, there can be, I mean, people can have multiple dates in a day. They do, for sure. <laughs> Probably in an hour. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. speed dating. Well, now they have, yeah, this speed dating thing where I don't know what that's all about. But it's about connection. I mean, it's, I, I guess what it's doing is it's flushing out connection. You know, I had, I've never thought about it that way, but I think you're right. And even in that speed dating, if you click with somebody, you know it. If the chemistry's there and you click, you don't need three hours to know that. You know it immediately. You can go back to Malcolm Gladwell's book, Blink, and do Blink Dating. There you go. Better way to do it. It's like you instantly know. That's the way it was for Majana and me. When we were walking into a meeting late, approached the doors right at the same time, and I held the door open for her, she walked by, and we both just had this what was that? Yeah, exactly. That's when two old souls meet. Mm -hmm. You can go out with hundreds of people and not experience that. Right. Some really nice people and people that you can have fun with and connect with, but not have that. Exactly. Now, so here's the interesting question. We didn't plan that encounter. And in otherwise normal situations, like you said a minute ago, and everything else being normal, 
you would be filtering through like who is the nicest or who offers you the best opportunity or who can help with your kids the most. If you're blending families, you know, this kind of thing you're analyzing based on that Mm -hmm. rather than this. Wow. I have found a soul connection. I'm plugging in. Right. Interesting. Another interesting point with Majana. I looked at our blended astrological chart and wouldn't, you know, like she was (laughs) just saying, it is all about like when you look at the ingredients in our blended chart, it's all about roll up your sleeves. These two are going to do some, some serious soul work. Yes, we are. And we have, (laughs) you know, and like you say, sometimes being in the oven is uncomfortable, right? It's tough. And I think you've had a really good perspective through that is look, we are soul connections here. We are here for a purpose. We're going to work this out. It's all right. Yeah. I mean, but you know what? This is what the life is about, right? We're here. And I think you're given opportunities. Sometimes they just seem to fall in your lap, but what do you do with them? You do have free will and you can embrace them and say, man, right now this is tough but we're going to choose to do it together. Or you can go, you know what? This is tough and I just don't want to deal with it. Thanks, but no thanks. And I guarantee if you walk away, you're going to get that opportunity again (laughs) and again and again until you decide to embrace it. It might take slightly different forms, but it will be the same learning experience. Remember, you are on a soul journey. Right. And when you craft that as a soul that you are going to work on X, life gives you that opportunity. You avoid it, like Majana said. And I think the universe, being in its warped sense of humor, (laughs) gives you the easiest one first. Oh, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and when you say nope, it comes back with a little bigger hammer. Mm-hmm. And it just keeps getting bigger and bigger until you finally. It's you, that two by four upside the head. Yeah. And some of us, like me, are very slow learners on that. And I took that two by four a few times. And then when another lesson rolled around, I finally got it. Oh, wait, I'm going to have the opportunity to keep doing this. This time I'm going to do it before the two by four. So now when Majan and I have challenges, We go pretty quickly, not as fast as we would like sometimes, but we go pretty quickly to where's the soul lesson in this. Right. That changes a lot. That really puts it in a different perspective. And then when you know that you're with this person because they can teach you these soul lessons better than anybody else on the planet, Mm -hmm. you go with that. Then Fred and his stream of life, if you're in the middle of the stream of life, even though there might be some currents and some chop and some rocks under there that are bumping your boat, you know that you're in the middle of the stream of life. And that's where you want to be. That's the sweet spot. All right. Hope that helps a little bit. For those of you asking those kinds of questions, conscious connection, conscious dating, conscious relationship, and consciously separating when that time comes. Yes. Thank you for listening and enjoy the journey. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner.
The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.